0: Hi, I'm Liz and I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't
1: simply the stories we tell ourselves. (laughs) Season eight.
0: (laughs) Did you ever think we were going to get here?
1: No, honestly, I find that a bit nice. Yeah. And honestly, season eight it's actually season eight, though, isn't it? It is.
0: It is officially se- season eight. It's not like as if it is also five. our
1: eighth season. Yes,
0: exactly. You know, we okay. are we are caught up to whatever bullshit we. <laughs> okay, fine. So <laughs> the all the numbers, numbering. all the numbers are right now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We are once again aligned. Okay, <laughs>
1: well, that's, well that means we've also caught up, which is a really good sign, I guess. Yeah. was a delaying one.
0: Exactly. So,
1: but was always going to happen just at a different time. Right. So it means now we're back on track.
0: Eight's a great number, right? So like when I lived in Asia, everybody loves eight.
1: Well, what's interesting is that we say there's seven comic themes. So eight is after karma.
0: It is. Yes, there we go. And eight is infinite. Ah. Right?
1: So what is season eight about? Give what you got. Give what you got. Yes. Okay. So can you explain what this is about?
0: We always taught from season one, you get what you give, was effectively the karmic lesson. And what does that mean? It's sort of the common belief that karma is what goes around comes around. And in some ways, you get what you give almost sounds like that. But we switched that around, as we always said. you know, There's a different way to look at karma. It's really the necessary step to free ourselves from this life of separation in which we live in judgment and shame and to bring ourselves into wholeness or as spiritual people like to use the term oneness and once you're in oneness then peace will prevail in your personal life and then that will hopefully translate into the rest of your life being beautiful right because when people look
1: at karma karma is something that's outside of us that's coming to hurt us yes. or actually we say that karma is actually showing you where you are giving away your power Exactly. So in all those places where things seem to be wrong or the shit that happens, that's where you're giving away your power. Right. So if you can look at that and say, where am I believing that I'm not good enough and
0: mm-hmm. allowing
1: this yes. and take responsibility and make different choices, you can change your life.
0: Precisely. And so what we're challenged to do when we are approaching our karma is to empower ourselves, is to choose the most powerful path, right? The one in which we can be in our power or fully empowered And move forward. Yeah. And is that level of empowerment that allows us to shift out of all the bullshit that colors our lives. So this season where we say, give what you got, it's the, now that you're a powerful being, now that you've owned your divinity, which we equate to being powerful, what can you do with it? How are you going to apply it? And what magic can you wield from it? So we get to share the second letter in our name, which is magic. M, Right? The M. is it gonna be fun god i hope so
1: (laughs) i mean we really got there in season eight but yeah (laughs) Ah.
0: sorry the hundred plus episodes you have to like wade through just no no we did we those there was quite
1: a lot of magic in um in the end of season seven okay but this is where we can really dig into it rather than just what it is and what it is not yes and there was also a little bit of magic in um the sex episodes okay in the last one we talked about divine sex and power and shit like that
0: ah Thank you for reminding me.
1: So, oh, I've paid attention to where the magic is. <laughs> um,
0: but everyone, Rhea yeah. was just looking to mine all the information about magic. And I mean, mine, why am I here
1: otherwise? <laughs> um, true, true, true. So, we're kind of moving out of the K into the M yes, effectively.
0: Exactly. This is the official beginning of the M series.
1: Oh, how fun. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Because, as
0: you said, like there's seven karmic themes. Yeah. Right? And seven seasons. Seven seasons. And so now we get to finally get out of karma. Oh, I didn't know move that. Into magic, yes. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. This like this episode is going to have like a lot of stupid little nuggets like that. But okay. like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, but unfortunately, or fortunately, before we get to get to like the spicy stuff or the fun stuff that we all kind of come for, we always have to give a background thing. Okay. And episode one usually is the background episode.
1: It's or it's the, the foundational one. It's the, yeah.
0: Well, they're always foundational. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> 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 it's foundational, it's background, it's history, it's whatever we need it to be. Yeah. But it's, it, it's effectively pointing to where we're going to go through the 20 episodes, right? Okay. And we've always understood that. And it took us a few seasons to figure this out because we never even asked. We would just, I would channel these outlines at some point. We would record them. And then by the end of the season is when we usually see how everything fit together. There was always a specific logic to the order and one that we could never appreciate, especially if we were in the middle of it. The first four in the season are foundational. And then the following four is when we incorporate the learning that that foundation provides. The following 12 takes that learning and it elevates everything. And then we'll show all the application throughout the layers of our lives individually and collectively. Oh, fun! Yeah, that's not how the karmic up seasons worked. They were a little bit slower and longer because we had so much we had to trudge through that we ha- it had to be broken down in other ways, but it's similar in pattern.
1: Well, I guess also because the karmic episodes are denser energy.
0: Precisely, precisely. Because the more so... you
1: slough off your karma, the lighter you become, the faster you move through stuff. Like, I even noticed that, like, when I'm working through even like an issue now. It's so much faster. It's so much easier because it's just, it doesn't have to like go through the Oh, I'm so not good enough. Oh, why am I here to suffer? Yeah. Blah, blah. I can just, I can just <laughs> yeah. get to the point.
0: Exactly. And
1: then just move on from the point.
0: Yeah. And part and of that, that is, what I'm doing. and part of that is your ego. Once it's really about having divested yourself of enough ego to be able to do that. Well, surely it's, is it all your ego or enough ego? I'm just no, that. I said enough of your ego. Oh, so I mean, all of it? ideally, oh. ideally you don't want any. But for some who might have just gotten out of their karma, the reason why they might still find working through issues a bit challenging, when we say, oh, it's just so easy, it takes, you know, two hours of me just kind of sitting alone in a room or however, whatever or your process Or just you ask for, you know, that the answer appears.
1: Precisely. Sometimes it could take a year and a half for the answer to appear, but it always appears.
0: It does, it does. But it takes longer with the ego governing because we're constantly in judgment. Right. And so we're seeking out a level of punishment, even if we're the ones doling out that punishment. Mm. So it's like it's another several month process often when the ego has a say.
1: Coming out of my ego is harder than coming out of my karma.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But we have good news, Rhea. Sadly for you. No, no, working. I don't want to hear it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it.
0: You know what we're about to say. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you want to just say it? No, you want say it. Say I'm it.
1: so sad.
0: I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. I almost want to be like, just don't be in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always... Don't cry. Okay, fine, just go for it. It's a lot easier to burn out our egos now than it was two years ago. Why? We reached such a breaking point with judgment. Because, you know, since 2020 and everything that transpired over the two years that people are pretty much like, fuck it. I just, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And that's, yes, it helps with karma, but a lot of people are actually trapped more in their karmas than they are in their egos. I mean, there is still a lot of that because there's a lot of judgment floating around, but there is a bit of, it's, it's lighter now. Okay. Because there's a little less self-judgment To be honest, I don't, I mean, we joke that, but actually I would,
1: I'm glad I did it when I did it, even if it was harder because I got more time with it. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And there really wasn't anything in your path that was obstructing that process because things were quite quiet. Things were a bit slower. That wasn't necessarily the case for a lot of people. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Whatever. I want everyone to have no karma or ego, so, you know, good yeah. for them.
0: Because you don't have your ego anymore. You can just wish everyone well. My <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake.
1: It annoys me significantly, but yeah. No.
0: See, even without sure your I ego, despair. you can still be annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can.
1: And effectively, when we talk about ego, it's not about, even though, although it is identity to an extent, it is yeah, also just judgment, shame. Being able to, to live in that polarity of like, Precisely. there's a right, there's a wrong, I must look this way, I must act this way, I must be this way. Yeah. And actually, to be free of one's ego is to be able to honor and be whoever you are in that moment, whatever that is.
0: And then be able to extend that to others yes. as a result. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm still learning.
0: We're always learning. That's the thing. And I'm sorry to say that as long as we are in body on this earth plane living and breathing human beings, we are always going to learn. We do not stop learning until the day we, our human bodies expire. Well,
1: that's why we're here, isn't it?
0: Precisely. <laughs> that is why we are here. To be the divine in body is the spiritual explanation of why we are here.
1: But when you say the divine in body, when I used to hear that, mm-hmm. what I would think is a bit like, okay, so we have come to be either the spiritual being having a human experience in the spiritual being has gone on the roller coaster of human life. <laughs> yes. And therefore, like the spiritual like permeates through the humanness to allow us to have like a Garden of Eden world, mm-hmm. as it were. Or that humans were effectively learning that there was something bigger than them mm-hmm. that they were part of. So it was kind of like humans going, Oh, actually I'm pretty spiritual. Actually yeah. you know what I mean? So it was always There's one... more. Yeah, there's like always it was either kind of like the spirit becoming human or the human becoming more spiritual. Yeah. Right. And actually, what I've learned is that that's neither are actually true.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's. And, and I know
1: that sounds quite, quite a lot. That's, that's quite intense to say. And whilst they both feel true in some ways, the mm-hmm. reason why neither are true is because both are true in a weird, fucked up way, in the sense that we are here to be both divine and human at the same time.
0: Yes, yes. We'll grant you that bit is true. But it needs to be even more elevated than that. And that's such a popular notion among spiritual influencers. You see that a lot, right? We're actually just really spiritual beings having this human experience. So, yeah. you know, if you slough off the human experience... yeah. And really own your spiritual side, and that's how you're going to, as you said, effectively Let's, get just, to the just, garden. It's bullshit
1: because that's not even detachment. That's just denial.
0: Exactly. We're not
1: here. Like, I mean, I feel so strongly about this. <laughs> I just cannot. We can't keep running away from our shit, our karma, all of it by just saying, oh, but this is just a spiritual experience. We are here in body to be in body. Yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, like, to run away... By saying, oh, but, you know, this is just like,
0: you know, a spiritual moment and doesn't mean anything else, yeah. you know. And oh, then my in my human life, to be to be just human and entrenched in a human experience is so lame or it really sucks. Yeah. I'm just going to escape that. I mean, yeah. that is effectively, that notion is just escapism 101. Yeah, it doesn't. Right? Work spiritual escapism 101, I mean. That actually doesn't add to your life. No, it does nothing.
1: It does nothing apart from... They're, they're the it's the kind of thing and I used to do it all the time it's just like everything happens for a reason oh you know there's a bigger path out there for me that I you know <laughs> that I'll find when I'm ready and or like like you know someone will bestow it upon me because I followed all the rules like I have basically just transferred all the shit that i would learned in like polarity in a human system and just made it into one that was a relationship with the universe it was bullshit
0: exactly it's just still separation like what you described is effectively separation whichever way you look at it
1: because the other side when you're talking about humans having a spiritual experience kind of sounds like religion to me yeah
0: exactly precisely and that's and that was the gift of religion right for humans to remember that they weren't necessarily as small as they might have believed right Mm. that there was something quote-unquote bigger out there
1: but what actually I have to say and I've seen this a lot as well at the moment and it's not so much kind of the people who are teaching but more the consumers okay where that's very much what I'm seeing oh, I worked on myself, therefore the universe bestowed upon me this person, this oh, yeah. job, this thing. You know what I mean? Like I went on a oh, retreat in Maui. Yeah, it's exactly. So humans having this spiritual experience is literally, it's become this kind of like, literally, I prayed to a God and he answered my prayers mm-hmm. in a much more spiritual sense. But it's exactly the same yeah. thing. But in both of those, if we talk about karma and the way that it is, yeah. where are we giving away our power? In both of those situations, we're giving away our power. Mm-hmm. On one side, we're giving away our power because we're saying, forget your humanness. Yes. Forget what you're actually experiencing. Just run away from it in your head and just go, whatever will be, will be. We'll just be grateful for the things we've got. Peace out. Yeah. And on the other side, you're giving away your power because you're giving it to someone else. Yes. Who's saying, they gave me what I wanted because I acted in X, Y, Z way. Oh, the universe was so proud of me that it gave me my prize. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah. And you know, we've spoken so many times about
0: how actually you are that universe. We are the divine body. And so what that means is that we are the divine. We're not a divine being. We are not a God in our world. We are the divine. And we are here to remember that we are the divine who is fully present and awake and conscious for this human experience and that is to teach us what it means to be fully alive.
1: You're going to need to explain all of that. I
0: will explain. So not only do we have to remember that we are the divine and not just divine as in the adjective, but we are the noun. So what so does that mean? When we remember that we are the divine, that is how we can have that sort of elevated and enriching and blissful experience, right? Right. Now, it doesn't mean that we divorce ourselves from our human experience. It actually just means we're enhancing that human experience. So we're not moving away from it at all. We cannot divorce ourselves from the human experience. We actually need to entrench ourselves in it. So that way, the human experience becomes so enriched that it can actually evolve.
1: And it becomes divine. Exactly. Because we are in it.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And we're all the divine. All of us. All of us.
0: There, is, there isn't a single... Living, breathing, being. Even like an ant. Hmm? Even like an ant. Exactly. Okay. That's what I mean. Wow, the divine divine is
1: real huge. Yeah. So it's effectively like the divine is a body and we're like all the little cells that make up the divine. So we are the divine. That's one way to look at it, yeah. So is it like my cell, my, my finger is still me, but it's also my finger.
0: Yes. Yeah? It's still the divine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. Like
1: if, if I was the divine, as in I am the divine, yeah. my finger is also the divine, <laughs> yes. but it's also a finger. Yeah. So like, <laughs> as in, so the divine exists. I am like the finger of the divine, but I'm also rare. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's tricky when you sort of describe the divine as a body. A lot yeah. of people have that mixed up when it comes to their vision of God as like, you know, this kind of like Santa Clausy guy in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problem is, is that any of those notions, they just keep moving everything outside of us, right? And yeah. so we keep looking at everything backwards. And when that happens, we remain out of our power,
1: mm.
0: right? Mm. So no matter which way you look at it, even the more quote unquote spiritual way, we're still, it's still outside of ourselves. Yeah. And so we remain disempowered beings. When we're constantly looking outside of ourselves to give us what we want yeah. and thinking
1: that if we don't get something, it's because either we did something wrong, we did something bad, or it's not on our path, like we can't choose it. Yeah. Like, you know, we're constantly
0: not realizing that this world is a playground and we're going to play in it. We're also limiting the ways in which we can, we see ourselves and our abilities and not just in that sort of, I'm not good enough way, which is our karmic theme effectively. Even when we're out of that and we want to espouse the spiritual notion, we're still grasping at straws. Yeah. We're still trying to prove that we're good enough yeah. by being good enough spiritual beings, that we are worthy souls, right? Yeah. I'm taking an ice bath yeah. every day yeah. in order to sort of help my, you know, because I'm doing, it helps me with X, Y, Z things. I meditate every morning. Exactly. I do yoga, you know, five times a day. And it's fine if you do those
1: things. Well, it doesn't need
0: to be part of your identity. Exactly. I think that's really where people have really gone off the rails is how much all of that has become a part of their identity, right down to the relationships they have, yeah. which is not just ego-based, but that's just borderline, borderline, I'm not labeling here, but it's borderline narcissism. My partner reflects my level of spirituality. Oh, like when okay. you start to see... I was like,
1: where should going go with this? No. And oh, listen, look... as we've taught many times over and over again and I will probably say it till I'm blue in the face we do end up with our mirrors in some way always Mm -hmm. but that's not because they are a reflection of us it's that we can see our reflection in them I didn't know that until just now but that makes perfect fucking sense
0: Mm -hmm. keep going just keep going Um,
1: finish your thought sorry I can't now because I was just so astounded (laughs) I know I was like don't get sidetracked here I need to date someone genius now (laughs) so we can reflect each other (laughs) Okay, that's the
0: borderline narcissism
1: I'm talking about. Um, But but what was I saying? It's it's not that they're mirroring us. It's that we see our reflection in them. So when we fall in love with someone and, you know, when we love, we're actually loving ourselves in that relationship. Like we're we're watching our love be reflected back to us. Mm -hmm. It's not about who they are, what they do that's the reflection. It's about what we see in ourselves that's the reflection. That's the mirror. So... When you're talking about, oh, this person is super spiritual, therefore I'm super spiritual, what you're actually seeing being reflected is the insecurity of, am I actually super spiritual? Because I'm looking to someone else to be spiritual so that I know that they're mirroring back to me my spirituality. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, from a personal perspective, everyone has their own tastes. I mean, I know for you, you're the same. I very much struggle to date a spiritual person. I don't need to have a fight with them and be like, what's your inner child telling you now? Babe? I don't need it. I don't I need it. I feel like this
0: conversation and this argument has taken us out of 5D. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do not feel in oneness yeah. when you are, when you're speaking to me like that. Yeah, yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work. When that's the thing, like when you talk, about like
1: I like being with humans, as it were. I like living a human experience, like, like being human is beautifully fucking messy. Oh god, it's you know, so amazing. Even sex is messy. It's all messy. It's oh all god, messy it's all the so time. Messy. <laughs> I mean, not to get graphic, but when I first found out that things popped back out and then they had to pop back in, I was shocked. I was like, I just thought it went in like a suction pad <laughs> and then it was in there. It was fine. I had no idea shit got messy. Shit got real. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: You couldn't say that during our sex episodes. Huh? No, no, I'm gonna say Thanks it for now. That image.
1: Oh, <laughs> God. It's chaotic, it's fun. Like I'm we have but all you these... didn't
0: share that story, I can't get it out of my oh, head. I'm so now. sorry. Okay, no, it's okay. It's
1: okay. Uh, I'll recover. Yeah. But you know, it's it's chaotic, it's fun, it's all those things. And actually, I would wanna be with someone who allow me to experience those with them. Yes. You know, yes, I can elevate it. All the time I'd be like, what am I learning? But actually the most fun I have is just being like, oh my God, I have managed to create for myself this really cool fucking ride. Yeah. Like how amazing is this? You know, like I'm here for it. Yes. I'm here for it. You know, and like my power is in making it as great as it could be for me. Yeah. And therefore teaching other people. And and one of the things that makes it as great as it can be for me and how much joy I get out of it is helping other people join me for the ride. Yeah. And that's it. You know what I mean? And in looking at it that way, it also removes all like the heaviness and the seriousness from it. Because I feel like when we're really like focusing on like the spirituality and like let's all just be like humans having a spiritual experience or and let's just detach. Or like even both ways, All of the spirituality having a you know, there's a lot of like seriousness to it. There's a lot of like heaviness to it. There's a lot of like obligations and like you know, like I remember like saging my house used to take me like a good forty five minutes to three hours.
0: Are you, you serious? Know? Yeah,
1: my God, I was like so, I like, followed it to the letter like a psycho, because I was scared that if I didn't, something bad would happen and I wouldn't have done it properly. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, actually, we're here to have fun. We're here to be happy. We're well, here to be
0: enjoyed. There was no other reason to come. I mean, it was I just mean, this you
1: used to give us a lot of like, oh, we're here to like, learn.
0: Well, we learn are here learn. to learn, but that learning can actually be Fun and it can be experienced through joy as we've discussed in previous seasons. Oh, yeah. And we know that. Like we know it's that like more of oh core. I like this,
1: not I hate this.
0: Yes. Or ooh, this is unpleasant. Let me just tweak it. Yeah. And okay, I've gained some wisdom from this. I don't have to repeat that. No. I mean, let's be fair, like we, seven seasons of karma, that got heavy. That wasn't easy. There were times you wanted to quit. And I mean, so we few. all know that. <laughs> I, I try to forget. Yeah. So. It was really
1: hard. It was, it was really very heavy. hard. So yeah, we and know that, that. Because the world is heavy. That's what we talk about raising vibration. It's making shit lighter. I remember at one point I suddenly realized I wanted to live in a world where I didn't learn from pain, where I didn't associate love with pain, yeah. where I didn't associate all the things that I wanted to live for with suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just thought, why, well, why, why am I then? Mm-hmm. And obviously, going through seven seasons of karma, as it were, and all the karmic shit and all the ego shit, I came out the other side, and I was like, okay, well, I've done that work now. I figured out where all my pain was, what I was reliving over and over again. That original pain, I've healed it. I've walked through it. I've done all the things I needed to do. And it's not like I don't get sad or upset now. No, not at all. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that. I don't have this searing suffering inside. <laughs> yes. And without that searing suffering, you can learn through joy and love. And I think that's what we
0: all want. Yeah. I mean, and what was the hallmark? Like, what was the thing that took you through that? First thing I had to do was take
1: responsibility for how I'd created the life that I was in. That was and, causing your suffering? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And I just had to understand that, I was so powerful, I'd made myself believe I was powerless. And we know I repeated that phrase so much in, in, in the first couple of seasons. But I think it's just so, it for me, is the hallmark of karma. You are so powerful, you have convinced yourself that you are powerless. Yeah. And once you're able to take responsibility for how you are making yourself believe you are powerless, you can take that power back and use it differently.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's just as simple as that. It's owning our power.
0: And part of that is, is no longer playing the victim.
1: 100 percent there are moments where we're feeling really
0: uncomfortable inside and we're feeling powerless it's normally because somehow we've given our power away yeah and that is the beauty of the karmic process and which is why we spent so many seasons on karma and three plus books on karma because that's the game changer
1: yeah where am i giving my power
0: away exactly karma forces us to confront where we are not in our power, where we are not empowered individuals. If I feel clear that I want to do something, I do it. If mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. And it's just, I cannot
1: abandon myself for anything or anyone at any point. Yeah. And every time I choose myself naturally in doing so, I learn something new. There's a reason and there's a reason it's for my betterment. And when I say betterment, I fucking hate this word that you introduced to me. <laughs> Basically, it's for more joy and more love in my world. Yes. Yes. If I don't abandon myself, my life gets filled with more love and more joy Mm -hmm. from myself and others. So
0: that is my golden rule. We need to live our lives. Yes. We need to not be trading our freedom for comfort and security because that's not living. Like to live our lives is basically just to dive headfirst into joy and do the things that make us happy. Like do the things that bring us
1: joy. And and it could look really weird like going to record a podcast with a lady that you met in the gym. (laughs) just saying
0: but who knows where it could lead exactly exactly because the divine is joy the divine is pure joy and so in order to experience ourselves as the divine is to experience joy does that make sense it does it makes it's a a bit heady you know
1: no no it makes perfect sense it just feels like like a massive leap like (laughs) but but as in like can i really be enjoy all the goddamn time Yes, I, I mean that sounds great. But then, question: Does joy then become normal? And then, do you not know you're in joy anymore?
0: It is the human condition, right, um, for stasis. Yeah, to sort of um, normalize things. Where then, but when you start to move up those levels, as we talked about in some episode about you know happiness and bliss, those levels, you want that. You 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 want that normalized. Yeah. Because the more joy becomes normalized, so even if you're not getting like the that pleasure exciting feeling in your chest or whatever however joy is experienced, you're just not sad. You're, just not sad. you're operating from that level of vi- that vibrational level all the time. So everything that you do in engage and engage in and touch
1: reflects it back to you.
0: Precisely.
1: Because you're seeing your own reflection.
0: It's not even reflects it back to you, but is born k- from it. Exactly also is touched by your joy touching and exploring and engaging at that level and for it to become normalized is pretty fucking amazing no it's not quite that sort of happiness and bliss that you know is the bee in our name but we'll get there too when we are the divine truly exploring who we are And humanity is an extension of the divine. You can imagine just how brilliant humanity is, right? How creative and powerful and interesting and diverse and funny and ridiculous humanity is, right? When you think about your human experience and all the foibles that come with it, it's fucking funny.
1: Like (laughs) pooing.
0: I was going to say sex. And the, the, the things popping out as you said, God, that image, Jesus, I'm going to have a dream about that tonight. Thank you. In order to create, as we've said, that is when humanity as is at its greatest. But what we've seen of late, and I mean, really, for the past decade, if not more, really, because we're always aware when you just look at, you know, 20th century history, You know, humanity at at its lowest is destructive and cruel. Mm -hmm. But what allows us to traverse that spectrum of humanity's greatest and lowest highs and lows, right, is love. Love is what moves the needle across the spectrum. But love is in shining our light for others to see. Yes. But, But why is it love that allows us to do that? Because the more in our light we are, which is, you know, love is just the expression of our light.
1: Which is basically like joy plus, 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 plus.
0: Precisely, is what moves that needle across. So the more joy, the more love we are expressing and that we are in and we're, you know, and that is our divinity, that is us being the divine, the more we will create, right? The lighter our lives become. Effectively, the higher our vibration is. So the reason why we are experiencing humanity at its lowest right now is because we are living in a time of great loss. Because we're feeling so much loss, as in the loss of our realities, the loss of our identities, we have become lost. We really do not know who we are anymore. And that's why it seems as if humanity has literally gone off the rails, mm. right? It's almost like, wow, there's nothing left to hold it together. Because ego, for as much as it has hurt us, was designed to protect us. Yeah. It was designed to give us a sort of modus operandi in 3D consciousness, mm. in our 3D separation world
1: but if ego was was effectively there so we didn't have to deal with our karma and people are refusing to deal with their karma yeah is it any surprise that ego is having to go so they can yeah when i say our shit is up in our face it's because we're having literally we can't hide behind anything anymore let like not even our own identities
0: Mm-mm. no but it is so untethering when You don't have an identity anymore. There is a remedy for this. What will allow us to move from this sort of like later 2022 experience into 2025, it's truth. We need to be able to answer what is our unwavering truth, right? Now, there is only one truth and that we are the divine, but...
1: Because everything else truth is relative.
0: Exactly. It's all relative and everything is just sort of an extension of that one truth as we know it. Because we cannot see that truth and we cannot recognize that truth because we are so entrenched, not in our human existence or lives, but in our powerlessness. Now we cannot recognize that we are the divine if we are powerless. Yeah. Until we can start to see the truth and believe in the truth, we will remain ungrounded because what is happening as... And I'm so sorry for making this episode any longer than it has to be. But what keeps 3D consciousness and that framework, right, propped up are the tent poles. And we talk about the tent poles. I don't want to have to necessarily rehash for 15 minutes. But there are three tent poles that prop up 3D consciousness. They are religion, government, and economics. We cannot evolve with them, right? We have become stagnant. We are... Effectively destroying ourselves by keeping them propped up because we remain out of our powerlessness because they feed off of our power. So this, the whole purpose of why this bullshit is happening outside in the bigger world and everything's falling apart and systems of government are falling apart and you know right. everything's falling apart is because we're having to move into fifth dimensional consciousness, right? And create 5D frameworks. So, we cannot have tent poles in 5D. As we've explained in a previous episode, everything is sort of horizontal, not sort of vertical power. It's all horizontal power in order to enable and empower a collective. Because 3D is falling apart, in order for us to be able to create the 5D framework and exist within it, we have become so ungrounded because we do not know who we are. Mm. And so, this entire episode is about until you can remember that you are the divine, you are just going to get, you're going to get spun around in this tornado that the unraveling of 3D is creating. And you're going to take it all so seriously that's going to become
1: your reality.
0: Your reality and your identity as a victim or as a perpetrator or you're going to try to fall on one side or the other because you're just going to keep reaching and reaching at polarity. Everything is just going to end up going to this extreme. So 2025 and the path to 2025, and again, we'll go there, but what we're going to see in the coming years is a level of extremism that we have never known before.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Now, as we said, the end of 3D and the sort of establishing of the 5D framework was 2020 to 2024 because of the way things went down from 2020 to 2022 effectively the timeline got pushed out to 2026 which still stands yeah but two things and this might come up in a later episode because i feel like i've already written it somewhere the 2024 deadline still stands oh okay hold on though there's there but there are caveats to 20 to the 24 25 and 26 years okay so 2024, that deadline still stands as far as the individual choice to move into 5D. Now, we always talked about oneness in the earlier seasons because oneness is effectively what will enable 5D, okay? Oneness is not 5D. It is just the way in which we can individually come into 5D, you know, in ourselves that we can sort of start to adopt that higher consciousness that will enable us to live and exist and help contribute towards the 5D framework. The individual choice still needs to be made by 2024. We are not there yet. You need a certain amount of, you need scale and we're not there yet, but there's still time. The reason 2025 has become important is that if there's enough of the individual choice made by 2024, then 2025 will be the year in which we see a massive split in our physical reality between 3D and 5D. Now, it wasn't meant to be this way. There was It was meant to be a much more, I mean, subtle being a relative term, but it was supposed to be a more gradual, less obvious move, where, as we had said in Welcome to the Jungle, it was almost like 3D and 5D could just kind of coexist. By 2025, that may not really be the case. It might just be a lot starker. And that's kind of what will sort of yield that sort of dystopian reality in view that a lot of people have been fearing, but has really reemerged. Now, 2026, as the timeline got pushed out, is where, depending on how things go in 2025 with that 3D-5D split, then we, 2026 will then show exactly how or whether 5D can actually be possible here people want to believe that 5D is written. And it is in terms of there's a blueprint, but whether or not that that blueprint is executed, that's not written. That depends entirely on humanity's consciousness and where it lies. So then I asked, okay, but if we're all the divine, <laughs> can't we just all like kind of wave our magic wands and just get there, right? Like, why not? Like why do we have to go through this like painstaking exercise? But it's because humanity was built and designed in such a way that unless the consciousness is there, it will not be able to maintain itself. If 3D is something that's a very outside in sort of thing, like where everything is just a reaction to our outer circumstances, and that's always defined how we've operated in 3D, we can't take that into a sort of new framework. Because it's just going to, we're going to end up recreating the old. So this entire exercise has depended upon humanity remembering its divinity. So effectively what we have to do with those who desire 5D, we have to be able to create not necessarily alongside, but effectively apart from. It's not, you know what, we'll share this. It's not about success at this rate. Can you just freaking live in joy? Can you just Live out your days however you fucking wish and find your freedom. Go for that. Yeah. That is the message I've been getting over and over the past few weeks because there's no point in trying to keep our eyes on the prize. It used to be a few years ago, even this was our prize, right? Like our eyes were on the goal, like the 5D, let 3D come down. It's so great. And we all know how it's going to play out because people will come into higher consciousness and they'll see that it's so much better. Kind of and, feeling
1: a bit futile right now.
0: Yeah, it and it's not to say that it will be that it is futile. It's almost no point, because some might say, "Well, it's going to happen anyway. You know, 5D is going to happen no matter what we do. Maybe it'll just take longer in future generations." But there is a time. There is a timeline, because what's happening. And I'm really sorry. I feel like I've segued off of. It, we are the divine. You <laughs> <laughs> <It> really have. <laughs> I'm like, well, I really, really went sideways on this. But what will happen and why there's a specific timeline is. Everything's always evolving. Everything's always moving. So we are effectively creating technology that will hamper humanity's evolution if we don't have the consciousness in order to, to, use, it. to use it. Because we're creator beings, humanity created this technology, right? This is, it's, it's advanced because we have the capacity to use it. But if we don't have the consciousness in order to utilize it, for humanity's betterment, it will work against humanity. And so that is why our advice right now and what this season is about and why we're recording it right now, I've got to run toward the joy. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta.
1: And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.